You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast with season 12, episode 11. And tonight you're in for a treat. It's just the two of us, Josh and John. How you doing, Josh? I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm good, aye. Are we at Ayrshire Podcast tonight? Just the two of us? Aye, representing the Shire, mate. Um, we've no much football to talk about in terms of domestically, obviously, due to the incident that occurred on Friday. Um, however, there was some European action. But we would be actually probably going to just depress our listeners talking about that in terms of how well the Scottish teams did. Well, you're supposed to be... I don't know if you know this, John, but you're supposed to be depressed at the moment. Well, aye. If you're not depressed at the moment, then there's something wrong with you. We're in mourning for the coefficient. Yep, that's Taking it. a battery last week. Um, so first up, what, last Tuesday, um, Celtic obviously, I couldn't ask when I've come up to for days unless they've been away at the Bernabeu. Actually, first half, they performed pretty well. I was quite surprised the way that Celtic took the game to the Amadrid. Um, had a good few chances. McGregor hit the post. Mm-hmm. But it's the old story. If you don't take your chances against teams like that, it'll come back to haunt you. And sure as hell, in the second half, it did because Real Madrid just controlled the game. I thought it was a t- not that it was a typical Celtic performance. I I, I expected them to, to go out and have a bit of a go at Real Madrid. Um, certainly in in Europe, but but you know, um, but I. Real Madrid at home at Celtic Park. I thought, oh, do you know what? It's it's a bit of a free hit for them. They'll probably have a goal, and I, I felt it was a bit of a typical Celtic performance. Um, they ran out the traps like greyhounds. Um, went a hundred miles an hour in the first half, um, and then the second half. Not that they burnt out, um, but they, they what they and they do this all the time is they tend to, I suppose, not burn out, but they tend to die down a wee bit in terms of their relentlessness um, I know that the Dundee United 9-0 is no example of that but I think that was a bit of a special circumstance um, I'm, yeah. thinking of, I'm thinking of the Rangers game um, a couple of weeks ago there um, 3-0 first half second half was a lot more itchy peachy and then they made it 4-0 to, closer towards the end um, but you know you do that in the European stage against a team like Real Madrid um, if Celtic weren't able to get the goal or goals early in that first half when they were running out the traps at 100 mile an hour, uh, then you know it just I suppose opens up that door for Real Madrid's quality to to show through and certainly did in that game. I mean, Modric, but you know, there's no many, you know, there's no many much more kind of superlatives that we can use about him. Um, it's just he's, he's he's a he's a football god. I think the second half, basically, what happened is Real Madrid dictated the tempo, and they wanted they slowed it right down, concise. You get Cruz in there, experience. You get Modric, who, as you say, just some player. Every time you look at him, I still can't believe the amount of time and space he gets every, well, every game. He he, 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 so he, he does that himself, John. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know he. he He's no like touching all Modric. That's one thing that I've always thought is, is so good about him. He's he's not a I mean, don't get me wrong, he's not exactly a box to box, you know, tough centre mid. Um but 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 he's 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 not 
slight, you know, he just get shoved off the ball easily and, and he will put a tackle in. He's just, you know, I, I, he honestly is, for me, he's the complete midfielder. Yeah, he loves that outside the right foot pass as well. And then obviously the goal that he scored was basically an outside right of the foot pass into yeah. the net. Yeah, yeah, very, very impressive. Um, Again, Real Madrid are just total, I mean, total class. Total class. They're the only team to beat the Champions League, I think. We're in we're not in a new era of Galacticos, certainly, but we're just I think we're just back in an era where Real Madrid are the number one team in Europe. Yeah. You know, and they went through a few years there. Um, you know, I know they've won a couple in, in recent years, but I'm, I'm talking kind of towards the the kind of end of the two thousands, the early two thousand tens, where they weren't quite the Real Madrid of old Barcelona were. Um, you know, well, it was a legendary Barcelona team, but they're just fucking top class. Celtic, I mean, it's not just Celtic. No, no team for Scotland Rangers. Celtic doesn't matter. Most teams in Europe will have no chance against Real Madrid. Yeah, and even as well on Tuesday, you think, oh, there's a blessing for Celtic. Benzema goes off, and then you're playing on Eden Hazard as a sub. <laughs> and I know Eden Hazard hasn't done well at Real Madrid, but still. Having that type of quality on the bench starts on wild. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's different class. I think do you know. I've always felt that Eden Hazard was the first modern footballer. So, so what I mean by that is, is that I, I, I remember Eden Hazard as the first social media footballer. You yeah. know, what I mean, he, he was the first. Footballer that I remember, there was a huge social media storm about, about where he was going to go after he left Leo. Um, and uh, there was all this kind of chat about was he going to go to Man United or whatever. And then in the end, he went to Chelsea, um, and he was, you know, incredible there. Um, but he's just, you know, he, he's the first kind of modern social media age footballer that I remember, particularly. So he's, he's you know, I mean, you're saying he's not done well at Real Madrid. You know, he's played hundreds of games for them. Um, and you don't play hundreds of games for Real Madrid if you've not been good for them, uh, you know. So, but, you know, what can you say? That's the quality that, that's the quality that teams like, um, that teams like Rangers and Celtic, when they go into the Champions League, are going to be up against. And they have that relative gap in the Premiership. You know, they're ahead of other teams in the same way that Real Madrid and your Barcelona's, your Bayern Munich's and that are ahead of Rangers and Celtic. So um, it is a bit of a taste of their own medicine, I suppose, when you think about it. Aye, exactly. And then a bit of a shock in the other encounter, because I don't think many people expected Sharks after what at Leipzig. Uh, and then they can be away with a 4-1 win. Yeah, one of those teams, Shakhtar, aren't they? I mean, I don't think everybody was a wee bit of trepidation about you know how they're going to be with the war and they've been playing their games in is it Poland they've been playing their games yeah. in um, you know there was a wee bit of kind of oh, are they going to, how are they going to be what, what they're going to play like and um, yeah impressive very impressive Shakhtar have always been like that though all these kind of Ukrainian and weird Brazilian footballers that mm-hmm. no one's ever heard of and then suddenly they burst onto the scene through Shakhtar Donetsk. I don't know what the kind of uh, link is there, but um, I'm sure someday will write a book about it at some point, which I will definitely buy. Uh, but one for Jeff. Abs- mate, John. Ab- absolutely. Uh, one for the writers in the SFF pod. But I uh, Shakhtar, it, it just shows you how tough a group Celtic have got, doesn't it? Aye. Um, and then 
the extra bit of kind of spice in this encounter is the fact that Shved will play against Celtic and Shved and he do anything at all at Celtic really he scored a double last week at Leipzig um, and how many times do you see a player go back playing against his own club and he scores so one to look out for mind you I had a fiver on Calvin Barty that scored any time last week and that never came in <laughs> mate hey it's mate it's bizarre Um you know, see when I seen the see when I seen the um the uh, Schwed, is that his name, sorry. Um when Schwed was maybe gonna play against Celtic and they he burst onto the scene at Shaq Tartanesque. For for me it was flavours of um oh god his name's uh, Umar Sadiq. For me, <laughs> you know. No, flavours of that. I mean he came to Rangers, right? Um honestly, I could not see how you know, having watched them in the few appearances that he made for Rangers you know it looked like it looked like a baby giraffe trying to play football just absolutely no comprehension of how to play the game at all standing offside all the time uh, particularly in that um, cup semi-final against Aberdeen yeah uh, yeah, yeah. I remember that just hopeless hopeless footballer Um, and then here he's went off and he's gone for like 25 30 million, and he's apparently an absolute player. So, uh, it, so share that he's going to, I think, to replace that boy Isaac that went to Newcastle. Yeah, I think maybe. I, I, would, I would need to double check, but um, I think it might be, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, to be fair, it's, it's probably a bit of a veiled compliment to our game, um, and that our game is so fast and so physical, um, that I think maybe. It wasn't quite um, tailored to Umar Sadiq's game. Marion Shred, I'm not sure about, to be honest. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, particularly with because um, who was who was um, Shred with before he it was at Celtic? Was it he was in some? Team, I think he was in a team in is Ukraine because he is Ukrainian, isn't he? I thought he was from Israel. I might no, 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 no. I'm sure he's Ukrainian. Um, I I'm pretty sure he is. Um, you're probably just thinking that because Celtic have had loads of Oh no, aye, yes, from Ukraine. Aye, not for, aye, for some... Was he maybe an Israeli team before? I don't, I don't know. Maybe... I don't know. Uh, aye, a couple of experts here, eh? Yeah, I know. I know. Should have done more research before we uh, came uh, on the pod. No, but um, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, it's he's, he's obviously, you know, found his feet now that he's back to Ukraine and fair play to the boy, you know. I think he's. Um, I think his memory serves. I think he's he's been in the Ukraine squad before. Um, oh, so it'd be interesting, has he? It'd be interesting to see actually if he's if he's in the squad for the upcoming Scotland games. But we'll talk about that later on. I oh, we will do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other team in that group, Leipzig, obviously in the back of that defeat, they decided to sack their manager. So that's a wee bit of a kind of. I don't know, not a plot twist, but we were a change there. And then they went on and beat Dortmund 3 0 at the weekend. So they got an instant reaction uh, with the new manager coming in. So, but, but like, Dortmund are weird in the league. I, I'm never, you know, I've been stung too many times with Dortmund in the league. They're, uh, they're hot and cold, I find. And, but, and the thing is, as well, maybe what's a manager think is Leipzig's team are phenomenal, you yeah. know. Absolutely phenomenal, um, Andre Silva and all that, you know. So, be interesting. It's a tough group for Celtic, you know. The more, the more I look at it, it's going to be tough for them to be able to even finish third. 
Aye, I think it gets tough. It gets tougher as well after that result. Shakhtar got because now Celtic need to go and play Shakhtar. They need to pick up points, um, which one will be easy on the back of that, especially as well. They are still a bit naive in midfield. I think Celtic in Europe, much as yesterday, last week I was thinking I will do all right. Um, I didn't expect them to get anything from the Real Madrid game, to be fair. But I do think they can pick, they could potentially pick up points on Wednesday. Uh, th- this is this is the thing, right? And I'm not going to I'm not going to labour this point too much, right? Because I'm an Rangers fan, but I, I do think that Celtic have and who am I to talk? Because Rangers lost four now, right? But I do think Celtic in Europe um, they are a bit. If if you have a manager who is you know quote unquote a, a a philosophy manager like Angus, you know, I mean, he has a philosophy and how he wants to play the game, and that this is how we play the game, and we don't. You know, we don't change the philosophy and this is how we play our, our game. Um, you know, to be honest, I just don't see that washing in Europe. You need to be adaptable in Europe and you need to be able to, um, you, you, you know, I look at Celtic's defence. Celtic's got the best defence in the league this season. Um, but I look at Celtic's defence and I don't see, you know, world, not world class, but I don't see top Europe playing class central mm-hmm. defenders. I think Starfield's got a mistake in him. Um, I, I've yet to be convinced by the boy, um, is it Gents? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yet to be convinced by him. Um, and the other centre-back, his name escapes me. Carter Vickers? Yeah, Carter, oh, Carter, I mean, Carter, yeah, Carter Vickers. He, uh, yeah, clearly a top centre-back. Um, but... I don't know. Um, top top level in Europe, I don't know. I think Carter Vickers is actually a very good threat from set pieces, etc. But I think they're not quite as good um, defending as they are going forward, Celtic. And I think that just maybe is asking for a bit of trouble in Europe. Yeah. Um, aside from that, does Postecoglou get linked with Brighton? I can't see it. I don't know about you. I don't think he would want to go there to Brighton. I know people have compared it to like some Rodgers going to Leicester and Gerard going to Villa, but I would say Villa and Leicester are both kind of bigger clubs in Brighton, bigger support. I think Postecoglou was quite happy at Celtic as well, by all accounts. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they absolutely. Yeah, I mean, what you're saying, Leicester and Villa, there's no comparison with Brighton's. Um, they, they're, I mean, but as far as I'm aware, they are writing quite high in the English Premier League, Brighton. Mm-hmm. Um, Brighton and Hovis Albion there we are Brighton um, and Brighton's and Hovis Albion Slam uh, Aye, cheers thanks very much mate nothing but net um, no but I mean, they are riding pretty high to be honest though you know the Premier League the English Premier League and this is my weekly diatribe about the English Premier League uh, the English Premier League is not a footballing institution it's it's an entertainment business you know if, if you get into the English Premier League you automatically get hundreds and hundreds of million, millions of pounds to spend and by an effect you become um, an expensive and well-funded commodity rather than a, a big footballing club. The size of a, of a footballing club is secondary now, you know what I mean, in the English yeah. Premier League anyway. So that's that's not what would attract. And, uh, you know, look at, I mean, see Steven Gerrard and um, Brendan Rodgers it's not the size Aston Villa or the size of Leicester that attracted them. It was the lure of the um, finances in the Premier League, the 
profile of the English Premier League. So it's nothing to do with the size of the clubs. But all that being said, I don't see um, I, I don't see Ange leaving at this point in time. Um, end of the season, you know, I don't know um, how how big his ambitions. Do you know what I mean? Is he because does he want to use an English Premier League club as a, as a stepping to, stone to go to an actually big club? Oh. I, I don't know, but no, no, I don't mean that as a dig at Celtic. I mean that as a dig as a dig at a Brighton or a you know or a Bournemouth or whatever. Yeah, um, no, I but yeah, um be interesting to see. I can't see him no right no 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 one Celtic are poised for the league. Um they are they're looking like right now they're looking like the best team in Scotland at present. Um and they've got those five remaining games in the Champions League and with the pros very real prospect to Europa League after Christmas. So um yeah, I I don't see him leaving now anyway. Yeah, and then the whole subplot thing with the whole Brighton and Chelsea thing is Billy Gilmore. Leaves Chelsea, signs for Brighton, Potter's a manager, and then obviously a week later, Potter's away to Chelsea. Mate, what the fuck? Mate, what the fuck? This boy can't get a break. I can't. I, I, I tell you, the, the, the next manager better come in and he better play Billy Gilmore, or else I'm going to march down to fucking Brighton's. Where is Brighton anyway? The South Coast, is it not? Right, well, it's a bit of a trek. I'd probably take my bike. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but uh, I, I'll cycle down to fucking Brighton and knock on their door and then when they have the answers I'll just stone it side region uh, You would think Brighton will go for a similar type of manager I've seen Sean Dyche getting linked I know Sean Dyche did well with Burnley but if Brighton want to continue as they are the players that they've got they need another kind of manager with a similar philosophy so hopefully for the sake of Scotland Billy Gilmer can get a break at Brighton, get regular football, because it's not going to be easy getting in that team. Their midfield's actually pretty good just now, but um, he's got a better chance getting games there than Chelsea. Well, what he would have had at Chelsea all year, I know. Maybe if he'd held on a week, maybe Potter would have considered him in midfield. It's a thing, yeah. yeah. Different kind of competition at Chelsea, though, obviously. A real shame. A real shame. Um, and the thing is, you know, Gilmore was absolutely hung out to dry at Norwich last year. Absolute relegation yeah. fodder, crap team surrounded by crap players. You know what I mean? You can you can stick a diamond among ten jobbies. You know what I mean? The first thing your eyes are going to be drawn to is the jobbies. Yes, a nice way of putting it there. Um, <laughs> your team Rangers with an arching on Wednesday. You can obviously say it was going to be a tough match. I act, I think, it's just. A good few gears ahead of Rangers in terms of on the right performance wise, it was too easy. What did I tell you? Hey, what did I say in the pod last week? I said Ajax is one of the ones I'm most worried about. I just think they are total football. Um and they proved it. No, Rangers were shite. Were absolutely crap. Um just basic I mean set pieces. There's something wrong at Ibrooks with the set pieces. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't know what it is. I'm not an astute enough tactical analyst to be able to say what is wrong with the set pieces. What are we doing? One thing I'm noticing is that we don't seem to be we don't seem to have any players on the lines. Why? Why is that? Why we? A lot of teams don't do that now. They don't seem to have men on the ball. So then, like that's just like utter, basic. Utterly bizarre. Utterly bizarre. But take so the market ju- maybe taking that away. I mean, possibly, but I mean, you know, most most teams operate that kind of hybrid system of zonal marking now, don't they? Part, you know, partly zonal, partly man. So, yeah. 
Um, but even at that, mate, take the two fucking, not short players, but take two fucking regular height players that are not going to be challenging for the corner. Stick them with the fucking lines. Mm-hmm. Um, stick them with the fucking line and just give that extra bit of cover. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, the keeper, I mean, it's the keeper's job in that circumstance, really, to come out and claim for the ball. So not having anybody on the line on the off chance that the ball is going to come into the um, goal, is going to come in goal bound, then you're asking for bother. And I don't think Rangers particularly are good um, height wise. I, th- I think Goldson, um, Morelos, you miss quite, Morelos, you miss quite a bit actually, since he's not been playing, he is actually quite good defensively at corners. Um, you know, apart from Goldson, it's not a huge team. Yeah, Rangers, you know, um, Sands at the other centre back is not big. He's not even um, he's not even particularly bulky or strong, but he's got he is smart. But yeah, um, there's something wrong with set pieces at Rangers at the moment. And that's an easy one for especially your top teams in Europe, and they're looking at set pieces and ways of like scoring goals straight away. They're going to see that, yeah, and it's just going to see that as a weakness. I. As good as I got a start, but that, but that's that's no that's not putting anything down to that performance and saying it was all it was all set pieces at Wisney. It was a battering. Yeah. It was an utter battering. And I seen the worst stat was um, I can't remember the specifics, but it was like something like Ajax ran six kilometers or something like that more than Rangers, but they had eighty percent, seventy percent in the possession or something like that, um, which. You know, for the team to be overwhelmingly majority in possession, to have run substantially more is fucking shocking. And that's not that's not the Rangers team that um that got to the Europa League final. You know, that team that got to the Europa well, that is the team, but um but that team that got to the Europa League final ran for minute one to minute ninety, you know, and they ran for every ball and they kicked and they fought and they you know, I don't know what... What's the difference then? Like, are players just not taking it for Broncos tactics or are they... It's not that, it's not that. I mean, he's, he's ta- tactically, tactically, Van Broncos is, is up, is right up there, I think, personally. I think he's, I think he's the best tactical manager in Scotland. Um, you've seen that in that Europa League run, how good he is it. And the, even the PSV game this year, you see how good he is at being able to adjust and change a team um, to get a result, you know. Um, but I can't. Out in the dressing room, maybe the players. Nah, I don't see that. Oh, just... Morelos then is that cause issue? No, because I think Morelos is actually, you know, Morelos is. I mean, you're seeing him on uh, even just on his social media posts. He looks trimmer. Morelos, this is. Uh, it looks trimmer. He looks uh, like he's really, you know, beast in the gym um, because obviously that has been a bit of a wake-up call for him, that kind of leaving him out of the PSV squad. So, um, I, I don't, I can't, see, honestly, mate, I can't put my finger on it. I really can't. Um, a couple of the signings, Lawrence is a big miss, um, but a couple of the signings haven't really hit the ground running and like we'd hoped Matondo would be the one that that, that I would single out for that. He really yeah. for me he hasn't hit the ground running that like I 
thought or hoped he would. Um, Tillman has, I would say. But, you know, aside from that, certainly Suter, Davies, both injured. You know, both, and I hope this I hope this is not a sign of things to come with Suter particularly. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. Difficult one, but I think at the moment he doesn't seem to know his best team as well. Midfield keeps on getting chopped about continually. You know, it's Ryan Jack seems to be. I don't know whether it's maybe his fitness. If he's, if he's also had problems injuries. Can he not play every week? Jack's off or the boil. Off the boil, mate. Definitely. Um, that's. I mean, that's a still for the last goal, wasn't it? Two two games in a row. He's he's had um, you know he's had shockers. Um, Ryan Jack. So um, not been not been overly impressed with him so far. Don't know what it is. Um, we'll see how he goes. You don't turn into a bad player. That that you know you don't you know you, you don't top top players are top players no matter who the manager is. Mm-hmm. So. We'll, we'll see. I don't know what it is. To, to be honest, I don't know whether he's not wholly fit yet, or because he was out for ages. Um, yeah. So we, we do. We need. We need to get players back. We need to get. You know. I mean, you look at that Rangers injury last, right? You've got long, long term. You've got Haji, Hillander, Roof, Davies, Suter. Uh, you've got Lawrence. You've got Tavernier out. Um, Lowry. Oh, I mean. You know, he's not exactly first name in the team sheet, but, mm-hmm. you know, he would be one that you would be wanting to have around the squad. You know, maybe a bit of a maverick or a game changer because he's different than a lot of the other Rangers midfielders. Um, I'm trying to think who else is out. Um, is Tabria doubtful for Wednesday? Oh, I, I think he is. I think he's out for Wednesday. Well, I know that he's not 100%. Right. Um, and to be honest, if he's not 100%, you know, I would be thinking... Of, of of leaving one at least leaving him on the bench, but the thing is with that, John, you're very relying on Divine, um, you know, young young Divine, mm-hmm. who is the other right back, um, and it is a he's played. I mean, he has played. He came on last week against Ajax. Leon King came on, I think it was. Oh, was it? Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, but did Adam, Adam Divine not come on as well? Um, unless he came on later on, but I'm pretty sure. Um, it was King came on at half time, I remember. Yeah, King King did come on at half time, I remember that. Aye, aye, um, aye. Don't think Divine came on. I could be wrong, but I don't remember him coming on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but I mean, look, look. Uh, in any case, um, no, he didn't. Um, I mean, in any case, um, he, he's had limited game time for Rangers, and to slap him in against Napoli, who. Who just just went out and absolutely fucking shagged Liverpool? And how much uh, Liverpool worth again? Remind us. Uh, one one point five billion billion dollars <laughs> on the stock exchange. One point five US billion dollars. So, take right, at least you've got an easy one that day with Napoli. Yeah, I, I know. Tell me about it, man. Mental, mental. Uh, and then obviously there's a weird situation where by there'll be no Napoli fans at the game. Um, because of the whole situation which happened last week. Imagine if, you'd, imagine if you'd book your travel plan and all that type of thing, you think they're going to the game and then no. And then likewise, your Rangers fans that are booked up for going to Naples and then they're not going to get to the game. Yeah, that 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 particularly is a fucking shambles. Like, right, look, look the, the, the fact that the away fans have been cancelled for Napoli coming to Ibrox um, 
it's utter shit for um, the Napoli fans, right? But it is last minute, right? And it is... Yeah. Uh, I think, apparently... I don't know what, what the reason the fans aren't being allowed to, but I know that the reason... Is the game's been, the, the reason I uh, The reason the game's been changed, contrary to a lot of kind of what's being talked about, a lot of people are saying it's like out of respect and all that. It's fucking nothing to do with that. It's... Um, Apparently because of policing, the, 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 you know, it's the kind of police a game like that as well as fucking have all that carry on going on up at Edinburgh. So, um, so yeah, the, the the thing with the away fans, I'm not sure about that. I don't know what that's about. Um, but the fact on the reverse fixture, when Rangers go away to Naples, I, it's, it's, it's not even, it's, it's a while away. Like, what I don't understand that at all. It's crazy. Yeah, it's not as if the fan the fans got refunded as well. They will just be like tough to it. No, I mean they might get they might get their match day ticket back, which will Aye. be forty quid. But that pale in comparison. Once you've you've got a non refundable flight, you've yep. got a non refundable hotel booking, you've maybe made uh, tra- organised non refundable transfers on trains and buses and all sorts. Time off work, fucking shambles, man. Potentially could actually end up causing more bother then there would be a to let the fans in because yeah. if you've paid all that money, you're still going to travel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the potential that there'll be the fans will be trying to get in. Of course you are, mate. Of course you are, mate. Um, so I think it could end up, being a, end up being an awkward situation with that one. Definitely. Um, yeah, any hope for getting those out, do you think? I know you said I, but it's obviously um, better in terms of fortunes. But Well, look, look, this is the thing, John, and this is get this gets at what I was saying a wee minute ago. I think Van Bronckhorst is one of the best tactical managers in Scotland. Um and Europe is where he shines. So I'm not gonna I'm Napoli be a fucking hard hard kick. That's some paper around that by the way. Um but I'm I'm not gonna I, I think we'll probably still lose to Napoli. Um but I think I think you'll see a better Rangers than last week. Yeah. Um, Hearts obviously on Thursday completed this uh, 4-0 loss I can't comment it at all I've not seen any of it I was out on Thursday night um, I did think they'd probably get beat on Thursday but I didn't expect them to get beat as heavily they go to Reganist which is maybe well probably is one of the more favourable matches to try and get some kind of result I, I mean the, the thing is Sean we were we were bumping our gums a bit about Hearts last week weren't we um, I think some folk were I, I didn't think they'd do well yeah, I, 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 I honestly, I've got to say, I was pretty surprised at how just how terrible. Um, now I know that we we did say that um, that Turkish football um, is 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 a strong level, and that their times gone by has been a bit of money in it. But you know, I, I, maybe I'm being a bit kind of um, a bit parochial here. But I looked at that bas bas here. Is it bas? I can't even fucking see it. So we were trying to figure out last week how to pronounce it. I think I'd said, when I looked at it, I could only find like the Turkish pronunciation. So the S's must be pronounced differently yeah. to what you see. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know Turkish pronunciation, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I looked at the um, the, the Basica here um, team before it and, and I was pretty shocked. Uh, like, in, in terms of, uh, like, I, I just couldn't believe how much Quality they had through, and how many how many big names they had, like 
I, I couldn't believe um, some of the names that they had in their squad. Um, what's his name? Um, Belia. 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 He's a legend. He's uh, an absolute legend. AC Milan and Lazio and fucking all sorts. Anderlecht. He's a legend. He was one of he. He was in the um, uh, Argentina World Cup squad when it was in Brazil. Yeah. Um, I remember he was one of their standout players in that tournament. And then you look at uh, the rest of their players, like um, Ozil's there, obviously. Um, and then the, the boy Bertrand Traore that was at, was that the boy that was at Chelsea? Leon as well, I think. Aye, Leon. Aye. And it was at Chelsea, I know, because yeah. he, was, he was on loan at Ajax when he was at Chelsea, but did they then, aye, did they then go to Leon? Mm-hmm. Aye, aye. Um, so, the, I mean, they've got, you know, so top quality throughout their team. So I'm, I'm actually not surprised that that hearts go a pumping with that with that team. Um but uh, it just shows you, I mean that's the parochialism. We were bumper gum saying hearts are gonna be really good because you know who are who are all this mob uh, coming over to our patch and <laughs> gonna act as if um, they can they can beat one of your top teams. So yeah um Riga hearts you know you've you've got to think I mean, you've got to think the Hearts are, are in for a bit, bit better shout in the... I, I said they would take six points for Riga. I hope I'm proven right. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, so we're recording this Monday the 12th of September and we have a Scotland fixture in nine days' time. So the squad is due to be announced tomorrow. So probably I think folk have listened to this, the squad will have been announced. But we will try and figure out who we think will be there because there's a few areas whereby players are not playing or they're injured uh, or struggling. We touched a wee bit last week in the goalkeeper situation. Yeah, yeah. That's the big one. Um, obviously, Craig Gordon's on dispute number one, right? Yeah. yeah. However, Liam Kelly, who's been in and about the squads, is still no capped. Yeah. And then you've got John McLaughlin, who I think would be the other one that'd be under consideration just now, who yeah. is obviously not in good form. Mm-hmm. And even if he was in decent form, he's only got a couple of caps. See if something happens to Craig Gordon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Who knows that, what they would do? Would, would there be a situation whereby Clark would go back to David Marshall? Or uh, just... I, I doubt it because I, 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 I mean, I think Clark would ask the question of David Marshall, but I, I think David Marshall, I think he's finished with Scotland. Um, and I, I agree with you, John. I think Kelly, McLaughlin, and Gordon will be the goalkeepers. Uh, contrary, contrary to what everyone's saying, I actually don't think McLaughlin's on that bad form. I think. He had a bit, he had a bit of a stinker versus Celtic, um, and he wasn't the worst player on the pitch versus Ajax. Um, he certainly was there. There was players did not cover themselves in glory in that game, and you know McLaughlin was was not one of the ones that 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 really were prominently poor in that game. Um, so I don't think McLaughlin's on that bad a form. Having said that, you know, like you've like you've just intimated there, apart from Craig Gordon, we no longer have with the retire with the retiro of uh, Alan McGregor, um retirement, I should say, of Alan McGregor and um David Marshall, we don't have any experience in the goalkeeping department. And Craig Gordon is not getting any younger. He's forty in December. So yeah, um, I, I, and I always felt that these games were a good opportunity to start playing other keepers. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, because we're, we're bleeding in youngsters into the squad 
you know, through, um, well, you know, the likes of Gilmore and Patterson and Hickey and all that. But we need to start doing it with the keepers. And I would be minded, I would, to be honest, I would be minded to be looking towards Liam Kelly. Yeah, I was surprised when we had our friendlies that Kelly or Clark or somebody never got a shout, a chance just to kind of give them international football under their belt. Because um, that's what will happen. It'll come a time where a crucial game, Gordon will be unavailable and you're throwing someone out of deep end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. But we'll and see what happens. Yeah, we will, I mean, we will see what happens. Look, look. To be honest, we're not short for for quality goalkeepers, right? Folk are saying, "Oh, what's what's going to happen?" But we've been blessed for years with three top world class goalkeepers. I would say I've always felt that three of them are world class. Um, and you know, we're we're moving into a transition where, you know. The, the goal we we have good goalkeep goalkeepers there in reserve. Xander Clark is a good goalkeeper, right? Um Liam Kelly is a is a good goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um John McLaughlin, you know, is is a good goalkeeper. So I'm not particularly worried about it. I just I would like to start getting them a bit of experience, particularly Kelly. I mean Kelly's not getting any, any younger either. I think he's kinda and he's kinda mid to late twenties now. So Yeah. I think he's what was it? No, he's only twenty six. Right, so can I just one of these guys, I that's been around for ages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, he was yeah, he came in, he came in uh, through Rangers when he was relatively young, but always kind of thought he would. Oh, always thought he would, you know, get his chance at Rangers. And a lot of ex players say that he was a top top keeper when he was there. But obviously, he was an understudy at Alan McGregor during that time, so he was never going to. Be able to come through. Actually, I think you know, if, out of Robbie McCrory and Liam Kelly, I would rather have Liam Kelly in my team. I would McCrory. That's another situation. He probably should have got away from Rangers in the summer, but didn't. Yeah, um, should have. Right. Okay. So we will consider at the moment that he's still going to play three at the back, though. Mm-hmm. Whether he'll be able to do that with centre backs um, situation in terms of injuries and people not playing. Right wing back. We've got positive news. It's Nathan Patterson is playing regularly at Everton, doing well, so that's terrific. Oh, he's flying. Um, and then Aaron Hickey, likewise at Brentford. At right, at right wing back? Yeah, he's playing right, well, he's playing right back. Yeah, yeah right, um, right, right back. Uh, um, however, we've had the news today on the other side that Andy Robertson is going to be out for these games. Mm, yep, so yep. whether that means that Hickey will maybe play left wing back or mind Greg Taylor played the last picture. Um, and didn't look out of place. He's been right. playing pretty well with Celtic and Greg Taylor been in the squad. Greg, Taylor, Greg Taylor's been um, very good for Celtic. He's, he's keeping the boy that get done for drunk driving out the, out the team. Um, the Argent, uh, yeah, Argentinian boy. Um, which is, because Celtic spent, a, if, if I recall, Celtic spent a bit of money on the boy, yeah. the Argentinian boy. So if Greg Taylor's managing to keep them with the team, might, bear in mind that Greg Taylor's not an old player either. No. You know, Greg Taylor. It's Greg Taylor feels like one of those players that's kind of just in, um, you know, just in as a bit of a squad player. But Greg Taylor's about, you know, he's very young. He was only twenty one when he left Kelly or something like that. Ah, he's I twenty four just now, right? Ah, so came through at an early age. Yeah, came through at an early age. So he is, you know, he's a good, good player, Greg Taylor. I've got no problems at all putting him at left back, um, Tierney at left centre back. Oh no! Hold on. Actually, 
because then I can't pass. <laughs> right, that that is a bit of a dilemma then. I. But that's a good that's a good dilemma to have though. Uh, uh, like, yeah, see exactly. if he'd said to us maybe I don't know six months ago a year ago Andy Robertson's going to be out or oh, what we're going to do mm-hmm. um, previously you'd have probably just going to put Tierney in there but Tierney's become so integral at playing at centre-back mm-hmm. for the way we play yeah. however he's not been playing for Aston much yeah. but well, he, for, he's nailed on to play for Scotland he'll, he'll I, be know. Playing. I know play definitely but f- for me though John I think we have particularly I, I think we need we need to lock Hickey down to one place. We, I feel it's 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 not ideal to be asking him to go between left and right back. I know I know folk talk about oh he played left back at Bologna and then um, he has a right foot and all that. Now he's playing right back at um, Brentford. So I don't know, man. I would just like to lock him down to one position and just say, look, look, Aaron. For Scotland, you are the same as your club position. You're a right back, you're a right wing back, and that is where you are playing. Um, you can play left back in an emergency situation, but to be honest, we have Greg Taylor. We are not in an emergency situation. Aye, so you, aye, you'd be likewise of me. I you'd probably, aye, I would go with probably Greg Taylor to play and Patterson play at right wing back. Now, centre back, we've got a bit of a disaster just now, right? So, as I say, Tierney's not been playing much, but he will play. Scott McKenna obviously is playing for Forest. Yep, yep. Grant Harley's playing at Championship Norwich. Uh-huh. But yep. then you've got Suters out. Yep. Jack Henry is now on loan at Cremonese. He's not been playing much football. Yep. Um, probably will still get in the squad, I think, though. Mm-hmm. Just due to the shortage of options. Liam Cooper at Leeds hasn't been playing much. Oh, is he not? Nah, uh, they've been playing Cork and Lorente. So centre back again is becoming a bit of an issue um, in terms of maybe who's going to be in there. Do you expect to see anyone different at all? The one that's been getting spoken about as a possibility is Liam Lindsay at Preston, who have had seven clean sheets in eight games in the Championship, but he's not even been close to featuring under Clark. Uh, no, for me, mate. Um, I, no, for me. I don't, I don't see uh, Lindsay coming in um, in any capacity. Um, the, the one, obviously, I mean, the one option that he's injured at the moment, but the one option that, that would come in would be Craig Halkett. Yeah. Um, but obviously he's injured as well. So, so we are we are in a bit of, a bit of bother um, around that. Um, is Scott McKenna, is he fit for? Aye, aye. He has been playing, so. Aye, okay, right. Yeah. So so you're really looking at, um, you are looking then at Scott McKenna in the middle with Tierney and Henry around him. Unless you're, Unless you know you're wanting to revisit McTominay at centre back, which I think we all we're all agreed that McTominay's position is not as a centre back; he's a midfielder. Yeah, well, there's probably a knock-on effect with the whole situation we were talking earlier about Billy Gilmer not really been playing. Whether would be better off the way McTominay's been playing for Man U recently the last few games that he'd be better in midfield with McGregor and McGinn. La- laughable, mate. Right, I, I've, got say, I've got to say this right. Laughable that so many people. When Man U were going through that kind of tricky spell at the start of the season, there laughable that so many people were saying Scott McTominay is not good enough for Man United. Scott McTominay is a top class footballer. So every Man U manager picks him. Exactly. Exactly. Every exactly, mate. You're, you're spot on. Every Man U manager has picked him. Why? Because he's a top player. Every Scotland, you know, I mean, Steve Clark has, Steve Clark went to pains to try and get Scott McTominay into the team to play him at, mm-hmm. out of position at right centre back because he sees how quality a footballer Scott McTominay is. 
Um, I, I love him. I think he's just fantastic, Scott McTommy. Um, so, yeah, I don't... Uh, to be honest, it's an Ayrshire thing, mate. I just... Billy Gilmore, I just I just love him to bits, man. I just, he's, I just think he's such a fucking top-class footballer. Well, so, he'll be in the squad, but I think considering the lack of football that he's had recently, I don't know whether he'll... I know he'll be in the squad, but whether he'll start him in the first game, that's yeah, I don't, I don't I know. quite know. Though it could help, maybe he'll be refreshed. Well, that, 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 yeah, jump yeah. out the bit to impress. Yeah. And th- this is the thing, John. I mean, we've got options um, at, at centre mid. Um, it, it's just such a it's such a difficult position to be in. But you you want all your favourite and your best players to be in the squad in the team but um, you, you know such is the nature of uh, football you just can't get them all in yeah. um, so some something's going to have to give um, Cal McGregor's not going to be out of the squad we know that um, so it then becomes John McGinn's not going to be out of the squad so it then becomes right. a who's going to take that other position right now it's probably Scott McTomney's uh, place to lose before next week um, but yeah. purely on the basis that Billy Gilmore has not played enough football. Aye. Beyond that, then, you think Ryan Jack will still be in the squad? Um, hmm. Do you know something? I don't think he will. Um, and I don't think it's because Clark doesn't rate him. I think it's because Jack is clearly not fit. Yeah. Um, and I think the club, I think the club might prefer they might prefer, you know, having a, an honest conversation with Steve Clark and saying, "Look, we're not willing to, we're not willing to have him um, in the team. Uh, sorry, we're not willing to have him in the Scotland squad at the moment because he's still getting back to fitness." And I, 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 you know, I think it's been such a long layoff for Ryan Jack. I don't think he's going to want to do that either. So I'll be surprised if Ryan Jack is in the squad. Still, a welcome addition to the squad because he is something completely different. Um, the only other player. That is like maybe like Ryan Jack is Alan Campbell, who um, mm-hmm. who also might be one for consideration. I will obviously featured in the last four. He ended up coming in, so I think he will be in the squad, especially when you consider Lewis Ferguson's moved to Bologna and he's only kind of come off the bench once so far. I think that they've had a change of manager though. Mihailovic ended up leaving. Fuck I don't know whether off. that was due to really. I'm pretty sure, I think I think I've seen it, I've seen it earlier, but. I know Mihailovic had it keeping well, so I don't know whether it was anything to do with that. Football's um, a night, football's a nightmare, isn't it? I mean, look, I mean, there, I mean, there it is, right? In a nutshell, Billy Gilmore's the same thing with Graham Potter, right? I mean, they, they're um, the manager at Bologna signed Lewis Ferguson, right? Fair enough. He's, I mean, I think it would be tough for Lewis Ferguson under any manager to go straight into Bologna and, and run into the first team. But if the managers then change two seconds later, what chances he got? Aye, uh, I definitely had seen earlier that he left, but I'm not sure, as I say, whether it's been due to results or whether it's due to ill health, because he wasn't keeping well, Milovic. All oh, right, uh, okay, right. I remember, so, nah, he was sacked. That's what, he was sacked. Um, so, see what happens there. Yep. I think Clark likes him, I think Clark likes Ferguson, so I'd expect maybe he'll still be there, mm-hmm. especially with the fact we'll have a big squad with, with three games. Yeah. And then the other one will be, David Turnbull will be in there as well, I think. Yeah. Even though he's kind of a rotation player at Celtic, I like Turnbull. Yeah, um, so offers something different, like mm. in terms of the way that he plays. 
So I think he'll be there. Anyone else you would even think would be under consideration for a central midfield area? I can't really think of anybody else, really. That's um, central. You've got Stuart Armstrong, but I don't really yeah, count him as a central midfield. Count him more as kind of advanced. Uh, well, like, I mean, he can play. He can play there. Um, he, he can definitely play there. Sure, Armstrong. But yeah, I agree. He's, he's better in that kind of more advanced role. Um, in in terms of other players, um, Kenny McLean, I suppose. Kenny McLean, yeah. I, I I, he was he was the one that was kind of coming to mind there. Um, I don't know how he's doing at Norwich now. Uh, he, he was out injured for a long time. I don't know if he's back fit. Um, the other one that's springing to mind is, uh, like we said, Alan Campbell, um, who's been playing every week for Luton. Um, granted, I don't think they're, you know, they're absolutely top of the pops in terms of the English Championship at the moment, but he's been playing every week for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he, he would be the other one um, that, that I, I would probably be looking at um, bringing in. Turnbull Turnbull's an interesting one. Why he can't get in the Scotland squad, uh, the Celtic squad? Yeah, it's baffling to me. Our midfield is pretty good, to be fair. But no, I like Turnbull. I've got a lot of time for him. Man, he's a really good player. And as I say, offer something different, a bit of a playmaker, something different mm-hmm. to what we've got. Aye. Um, so I'd like to see him be playing regularly and maybe kind of featuring him more for us. Um, do we think that Clark will consider reintroducing wingers into the squad? Mm. To give us at least a different option, and I'm thinking the likes of your Ryan Fraser, obviously, who's I, I wouldn't say fell out with Steve Clark, but obviously there's a situation whereby I think he was pulling out squads where he could have been in them, and the boys had a cop and all went on his conversation. And Clark said, "Look, we maybe need to kind of sort yourself out before you're reconsidered." Um, aside from that, Billy McKay is someone that's maybe kind of there or thereabouts. I would say. Oh, Barry, Barry, oh, Barry, Barry Mackay, good. I'm, I'm, Who do you think I, I was talking about? No, you said Billy Mackay. Did I say Billy Mackay? I mean, Barry Aye, mate, I'm, I'm thinking, fucking Billy Mackay, mate. Aye, That's... He's maybe Scottish. <laughs> um, <laughs> you think Barry Mackay would maybe be given a, a wee shout? Um, being honest, mate, I'm not sure. Um, I think that Barry, Barry has moments where you think, Holy fuck, what a footballer this boy is. And then he'll go cold for weeks and you'll not see him. Um, I mean, you see, I think he's too hot and cold and he's, his brilliance comes in flashes rather than consistency, mm-hmm. um, is, is what I would probably say. So for me, I, I don't know if Barry McKay's got it um, at, the, at that kind of top um, level. He's been in Scotland squads before. I would like Barry Mackay. You know, I, I I had hoped that Barry Mackay would be a shining light for Hearts in Europe, um, but he's proved not to be that. Obviously, if we've only had the one um, game in the Conference League, but yeah, um, the other one actually um, that that completely slipped my mind um, when we were talking about this, John, is just um, just because we you'd. Um, we talked about consistency. Uh, Ryan Christie. Well, I think Ryan Christie will be included as like an attacking option. That seems to be where he ends up playing now for Clark, like maybe just off for a striker. So I know I think Christie will be in there. Aye, aye, no doubt okay. about it. 
Okay, okay. Um, uh, but the striking options, the actual striking options were a wee bit, again, maybe a wee bit short. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, Ross Stewart's been in good form for Sunderland, but then get injured. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Lyndon Dykes hasn't been really scoring. I think one goal in eight games for QPR so far this season. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shea Adams has got a couple of goals. So you'd expect he'll be started. He'll be in the squad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jacob Brown will be in there, but we still don't know what Jacob Brown can do. We don't, we've not really seen enough of him. Yeah. yeah it, 50 minutes over three games. Aye, I don't. Yeah. I mean, we're, to, we're talking about wingers. Um, no, no, I always thought that, that Brown qualified, I always thought that Brown qualified as a as a kind of winger come striker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see. I mean, I mean, I don't pay that much attention to the English Championship, so I don't know what what kind of role he's playing in uh, the Stoke team. Um, yeah, so playing both. I, I was looking up earlier. He's got a couple of goals in eight games, and he's been playing either up front or out wide. So uh, okay, okay. Be interesting to see what what role Alec Neil um, has in his development if he gets a tune out of Jacob Brown. Um, we, I mean, we like we want as much quality in the team as we can. So, and I'd like to see a bit of Jacob Brown. We know what Che can give us, right? And and that's no saying it in a derogatory manner. I think Che Adams is a top player. He's gave us what you know. He's given us that Denmark game was one of the best nights I remember at Hamden. So, Che Adams is right up there in my mind. Um, you know, uh, Dykesy. <laughs> Dykes in the squad he's one of the first names in the squad for me I, I've yep. got nothing but admiration for him I think Dykes is a brilliant guy not just a brilliant footballer just a brilliant guy to have in the squad um, and, and I think he is a bit he, he does offer us an outball as well mm-hmm. um, yep. in, the, in, a way, in a way that Che doesn't ah, he's awkward um, to play against I don't think defenders will enjoy playing against Dykes at nah. all I don't because he's so fucking he's so strong and big, but he's I, I, he's not a target man, you know. No. He's not a target man, Dykes. Folk always you know characterise him as target man. He's not Dykes is a technical footballer. He can play. Um, he's not the quickest in the world certainly, and he is physical and he is strong. He's powerful, um, but he is. A, I think he's a very good footballer as well, you know. Um, so. I mean, we've seen that plenty when he was at Livian. We've um, seen it um, a bit when he's been at QPR. So, yeah, we'll see how he goes. Um, so, o- option, plenty of options there for us to consider. Um, yeah, uh, I'm just trying to rack my brains thinking of other forwards that we would maybe want Shankland to Shankland would maybe get a recall. Scored a few goals for Hearts since he signed. Yeah, he scored a few, but I don't know. I mean... I, for me, I don't think Shankland is. I don't, personally, I think Shankland scores lots of goals at a certain level. I, I just don't see Shankland as a top, you know, top level striker. Um, I mean, we've seen that when he was at. I mean, Dundee United signed him for ridiculous wages. He went in and he scored a fucking barrel full. And then when they went up. Yeah. And when they went up. The goals dried it a wee bit. Um, he was still scoring fairly regularly, but I just he wasn't as prolific as he had been. And fair enough, he was playing at a lower level, um, and you know it, it's written there in the facts that to be a top striker in the top league now, you don't need twenty goals a season. Um, you know, folk are always rhyming that stat off about last year's top scorer, Regan Charles Cookon, thirteen or fourteen or fifteen goals or something like that, and he's mm-hmm. not even really a striker. So, 
Yeah, I, I don't. I think gone are the days where you need to get those kind of goals. Um, you know, those kind of consistency of goals to be a top striker at the top level. But even at that, I just don't see it in Shanklin the same way I see it in Dykes or I see it in. I mean, look at he went to be a shot. It didn't. Oh, it did nothing. No, it, it, did nothing. It, it didn't go well for him. Maybe um, it was on the beers and the shots. Yeah, I would, well, I wouldn't be surprised considering some of his fucking Twitter um, going on at, uh, at that at that time. That's another reason I wouldn't want him in the squad. Um, um, right, okay. Someone as well who has been talked about as being a possible contender, Ollie Burke. Now he scored a couple of goals off the bench for uh, Werder Bremen this year. I think a lot of people think he's got some agent because he seems to always get decent moves. <laughs> Offer something a bit different, maybe an option. I don't know. Maybe we're clutching at straws because we are so short options up top. Yeah, I've got a theory about Ollie Burke. What's your theory? Right. My theory is that he, he burst onto the cement not seen at Nottingham Forest, right? And he was really tall and really fast. Like ultra fast and really strong, and I'd be like, seen him and thought, "Oofed, this boy, this boy looks like a bit of stuff, right?" And they bought him for thirteen million, mm-hmm. right? Um, thinking this boy, this boy will be a great signing, right? They got him through the door. I think they gave him like a four or five year deal. They got him through the door. They realised that he cannot play football, right? But the signing bonus that Burke got was enough for him to pay for the best agent in the world. Right. Right? Um, and since then, the money that he's had has been able to fund the agent fees, right? So he went to, he went to West Brom for £15 million. Huge move for him then. Uh, then he went to Sheffield United, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Can't remember how much that was for, but but yeah, I mean you've got to think if if West Brom paid fifty million, it must have been about the, the ten million mark. Um, and then he went he went to Werder Bremen. Now I think that was on a free. I'm baffled at it because I'm telling you, mate, Burke is not a good footballer. He, he can't oh. play football. The the only time I've ever seen Ollie Burke play decent football was that brief, very brief period when he was at Celtic. And that's been it. I think, by all accounts, he's not the best tactically. I think there was, I can't remember which club it was at, but he was at some, I think, was it maybe Leipzig when he was there? Mm-hmm. And they were tagging things across him in the training ground, and they kept on telling him, kept on telling him, just business taking it in. And that, when you talk about him being like big, fast, he doesn't know know how to use the best of his attributes. No, he could be a good player. He's, he's, um, he's got every physical attribute, but I just I don't think he has a football brain. And that, this is coming for someone who definitely knows what it feels like not to have a football brain. But <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see what happens. Obviously, the squad is due to be announced at some point on Tuesday. Um, the probably won't be any surprises. No, I, you know, unless I mean the, the other ones that there was there was a couple of ones that were coming to mind. Um, there was the boy. Um, oh, what's his name again? Is it Matt Target? 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, that was the, Matt Target was that was that was a possibility, wasn't it, Matt Target? Um, no, but that wasn't the one I was thinking of. There was another boy uh, that was contemplating switching to Scotland. Um, I can't remember his name though for the life of me. It'll come back to me. Um, so there was Matt Matty Target, uh, the the boy that I can't remember. Uh, the other one that um, the other one that I, I keep thinking about, and I, I I don't understand why he's never been involved. Is um, Karamoko's uh, big brother Sariki? Oh, I think he, I, I think there's been talk. He's been asked a few times, but he's been a bit non-committal. But see, I maybe see. that could be something that happens. Well, you know, uh, like you know, you were talking about wingers earlier on, and look, there's a winger um, right there. You know, he's Scottish. Um, I mean, raised for most of his life in Scotland, anyway, as far as I know. Um, I, you know, I just don't understand why we don't. Because I mean, we need know that we know that we need wingers into the system that we play in. But you know, we need to have options available to us, right? Definitely. Let, let's be honest, right? We've got Ryan Fraser, right? We have uh, we have got um, wingers. You know, I, I'm I'm struggling after that. You've got you've got. You know, Matt Phillips, whose time is probably gone. And Matt you've Phillips, got, he's not been in the squad yeah, for ages. Last uh, year past, yep, yep. You've got James Forrest, whose time has got, whose yeah. time is probably gone. Um, you've got Stuart Armstrong, who at best could be described as an auxiliary mm. winger. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah, same, more a midfielder than a yeah, like yes. winger. But... Same with Ryan Christie, yeah. Um, so, so really, we are we are strapped for wingers, and that's that's not the Scotland that I remember. I always remember Scotland, you know, having a number of um, talented wingers um, over the years. So, I don't know what's the Ketchyanya up to. Is he still kicking a ball? Ketchyanya, I or thirty-eight-year-old. I think I'd seen folk talking on uh, the weekend at football and cult figures. I think Ketchyanya would be a kind of cult figure at the time. Mate, oh, Scotland, it was brilliant. Mate, million percent. He Anya is a cult figure, right? Uh, uh, he, I've never seen a footballer play so little football throughout their career, but be so good. You know, he came in for Scotland. I think he, see, he's, he must be in his late thirties now, right? And to my recollection, he spent like he spent. I, I think he was like maybe like five years or something at Derby. And I think he played like 30 games. You know, um, so he, I, I think it was a crazy start, crazy start like that. Yeah, he was still coming in and out of Scotland squads. Um, so and to, to my recollection, I don't think he played more than kind of maybe 250 games in his whole career. Uh, yeah, he got you know? 20 then caps with us. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's retired, yeah, actually. Yeah. Is he, is he so is he retired for football? Uh, I'm pretty sure I I'm looking just now, and the last time I can see him be at a club was 2020 by Derby. Um, is, it, is he announced that he's retired though? Well, I don't know, but that's two years ago. Like, I don't think he's going to like all of a sudden come out. Like, you, if Steve Platt uh, maybe could have decided to pick up for the Scotland squad, he could out of retirement. Aye. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would say so, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I can't see any club beyond 2020. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's um, I don't know that that's interest. That's an interesting one. Um, I never knew. Um, yeah, never knew that. But it was it was uh, Anya was uh, finished. No, he's not finished. He was Scottish. 
Um, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, aside from that, domestic football will return this weekend. And also, we have the Scottish Cup. We are medal playing in the Scottish Cup. Um, we we get a bye, mate. You don't get beat. No, we we get a bye. Uh, you're you're making that up. What what competition was it? Hell of beef beat yet? Don't know. Was that not the Scottish Cup? Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you tell me. Must have been, must have been. You're, you're the, you're obviously the fucking expert here since you fucking must spend, <laughs> must spend your whole fucking life scrolling through the med- the early medal Twitter pages. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? We were talking about it the other week, but they get knocked out. Utterly obsessed. Utterly obsessed. Oh dear. Um, but Talbot are playing. They're playing on Friday night because they play Syngenta. I have to oh, look up and see where they played, but they played at Stenhouse Muir. So I've not been at Stenhouse Muir before for a game. Oh, there you are. ground to tick off the list. Oh, there you um, are. So a few games on Friday because Pollock play Huntley, which is in BBC Scotland. Is that, is that, the, one, is that the one BBC Scotland? Oh, check That's on the telly box, aye. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, um, actually, no, no, baby, mate. I'm out, I'm out Friday night. I've got a 30th on Friday night, so I'll, I'll go catch that one. Um, aside from that, let me see what's the ties are around. Broomhill, Broomhill's uh, at home to Broader Rangers, aren't they? They are, yep. Again, that's on Friday night as well. So plenty of football getting played in the Scottish Cup this weekend. Um, so aye, we could get along there in terms of maybe going to the, the game instead of your usual game as well. Just go and see a different team. Yeah, well. I was going to say to you, um, I, I know we're, I'm going off topic a bit for the... Um, I'm going to have topic a bit for the Scottish Cup here, but what, what do you think of this kind of proposed switch to three games on the Friday night and three on the Saturday? What for? For the for the Scottish Premiership. Oh, like trying that. Well, I noticed today I've seen Hibs are going to have a game Friday night and they're going to charge a tenner for adults and five for kids, which is pretty good Aye. to try and get a packed crowd. Uh-huh. It, helps people, it helps folk get to games, I suppose, that don't normally get to go to games. Like, you yeah. like see your amateur footballers and stuff like that, or even your junior footballers that might want to go and watch their main team or their big team to support. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's uh-huh. benefits for that. But then there's also your negatives in terms of maybe your folk that can get there on Saturday and they're used to that tradition. Yeah, yeah. And also, your fans maybe to stay elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of get back because of the like, transport situation in Scotland. Yeah. Positives and negatives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about you, Jink? Um, see, be honest, mate. I've got, I've got to be honest. I love the Friday night football. Um, see the, see the Championship Friday night games all last season, the season before. Fantastic! You can't whack. See when you, see when you go when you, you, you get home for work on a Friday, and you're maybe not going out to the pub. Uh, or, or, you know, you're maybe not going out with your mates, you've got nothing on, right? And you think, oh, hold on. There's, there's a game on, you know, there's a, a, a top, you know, a, a top quality game, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, Partick Thistle, Inverness, Caledonian Thistle. You think, that's great, I'm going to chuck that one, have a few beers. It's fantastic. I, I've really enjoyed it. Um, and to be honest, you know, I, I think at BBC Scotland, you know, I mean, a lot at times it can be a bit amateur, but I think they put a lot of love into that coverage. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So, and I know this is not going to be on TV, uh, unless is it going to be on TV? I don't think it is. 
Um, but but it, it's, as far as I know, this is a, a kind of trial. Um, this, apparently, this is part of a some sort of a, a kind of trial um, thing. No, it's not a, a thing that's been organised by. Um, it, it's 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 not a thing that's been organised by the league. I think Hibs and St. Johnson are trialling it for the Friday night, you know, to do the, um, I mean, so for what I remember, it's that they're, they're trying it to make something different happen, to create a, an under-the-lights kind of atmosphere um, and, and sell out Easter Road. But, you know, see if we could get, a, if we had a decent TV deal, you know, ideally you'd want that game to be on, on the telly, you know what I mean? Aye. Um, but no, I think the set the price has really been sensible for it, and it's something different. Um, I know teams in the West have well been doing it. Darvo have been trying it a few times this year, and then you've got your other teams that are doing it because of ground sharing. They're having yeah. to play Friday nights as well. Yeah. So I, I suppose try yeah. something different. The other one yeah. is uh, the Aberdeen Dundee United game. Dundee United Aberdeen is going to be played at like half past six on a Saturday night, but that's to try and attract the audience in America. Yeah, um, that's. I don't know about that. I, I don't. I don't know about that. I, I, I'm not a big fan of the Saturday night football. Um, I, I like. I like the idea of getting the football over by Saturday five five kind of five o'clock, getting getting the talking points out of the way, and then if you want to watch football, you can watch the pantomime English football. That's always yeah. on Saturday nights. So, um, you know what I mean. Aye. At least I'm trying different things, and that we, we can't even don't mind it. Criticise him for that. Don't we? mind it. Don't mind it. Just wish the TV deal was better. Aye, exactly. Um, well, I think that's us for this evening. So we'll be back Smash. next week, giving more detail about the Scotland games and getting excited. Smashing, mate. Me and you. Excited yet? Um, actually, I need. I need to take. The, uh, I have to go for work next week, so. Um... I, I mean, I'll, I'll get more excited for the next week. You're going to the shed, aren't you? Yeah. You've got a ticket? Aye, cool. Aye. Aye, well, me and you will get a few shandies. Oh, I would definitely. Will. I don't know whether anyone else, because I've won it, because we put the link in the WhatsApp chat to tell folks, but we'll see what happens. Aye, we'll see if um, any, any, any SFF troops fancy it. Aye. I don't know what's happening for the Ireland game, but definitely the... No, wait a minute. Aye, no, the Ireland game, aye, the shed. Ukraine game, I don't know. I think I'll just probably be pay. Yeah. go to the game and back home. But mm-hmm. aye, the Ireland game, send it as they say. Yep, absolutely. Right. Uh, it's, a, it's a big one. We need, we, need to, we need to win both games. We do, we do. Uh, right, cheers, Josh. Right, mate. Catch it. Cheers.